Welcome back to the Member Country Music Podcast. As usual, I'm Kyle Corbus, and uh, I'm super stoked today. Um, the guest I have on today rocks, um, Texas native. Um, I like to say, or what I've discovered in my personal opinion, Peyton, we're going we're gonna to let you uh, make your own uh, discovery here. But uh, Peyton Howie's on the show, and I just, every time I listen to her music, there's two things I hear. Like a Carrie Underwood mixed with like a Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. That's I don't know if anyone's ever told you that before, but I think it's the Rats. I don't know what it is. I love that. I'm here for that. That's really cool. See? Why not? But we got Peyton Howie on the show today. Peyton, thanks for coming hang out with me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to get to know you a little bit and talk about your music. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for taking the time. Of course. Of course. So why don't we start out? Typically what I like to do, and, and I say this all the time, but typically what I like to do is I kind of just start off with like a quick introduction about yourself. You know, nothing too crazy, just a quick little one, two, and then we dive into the rest of it. It's for the people who, uh, you know, might either be new to me or new to you. And it's just... Nice little icebreaker. So just a little bit about yourself, the Spark Notes version. Yeah. So my name is Peyton Howie. I'm a country rock artist. And um, I have been lucky enough to have had the opportunity to uh, be traveling all around uh, the states playing music. I'm doing the thing in Texas, being out in Nashville, uh, being all over the place. Um, other than that, and getting to write and record original music. Got a new song coming out in June called Orange, and I'm really excited about it. That's awesome. See, first day of June, which means the song is coming soon. Just saying. It's but, fun. Yeah, you're right. That's June now. Isn't that crazy? I was thinking about that before. I was like, and and I'm, I'm from New Jersey. So I'm up here in New Jersey. And I was just having this conversation with someone yesterday about the weather and about how it hasn't really been as hot as it typically is. Like, like we for the last couple of weeks, we've been rocking like high 60s, mid 70s. And I'm like, today it's like almost 90. And it was like the first day where I stepped outside and I was like, Oh yeah. It's hot. But I mean, I'd imagine like where you are, it's so much hotter. But um, oh yeah, it's Texas. Well, and the crazy thing is like there's still storms and stuff like that. So we were out on the lake for Memorial Day and like it was I mean, it wasn't like crazy storms, but like we were getting some like, you know, rain and thunder and lightning. Like it was I was like, okay, shoot, it's supposed to be summertime. Like what's going on? So right. um, but now it's getting hot. Are you are you a are you a boat driver or are you more of the boat rider? Um, I'm more the boat rider. And to be honest with you, the only time I'm driving is when it's a jet ski. I'll tell you that much. I'm a jet ski guy too. I like jet skis. That's my thing. I love jet skis. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm, I'm, anyway, a fan. Any day I'm down. Huge fan. I was sitting on the beach during uh, Memorial day weekend uh, this past week and I was sitting there and, um, someone pulled up on their jet ski and they had like one of those anchors that you stick in the, in the console seat. Right. And then you tie yes. to the, to the back and you stick it in the sand and then it won't float away. Um, and so, so they do that. And then someone goes and gets on the jet ski, turns it on. And I'm like, Aww. the rope is totally going to get sucked up the jet. Like, well, I don't know what you're doing. And they go, they go to pull away. And then what goes with it? The anchor. I was like, no, you're screwed. You're screwed. I've done it before. I've done it. I'm just mistake. saying mistake. <laughs> mistake, huge mistake. Anyway, um, you know, we one, one quick thing. So, so where in Texas are you located? I'm on Lake Conroe and you're in Houston. Okay. My next question was going to be, where is there a lake in Texas? But you just answered that question. <laughs> and there's lots of lakes in Texas. There's lots of, is believe there? it or not. Is there? There really is. And I mean, that's the thing is that like, you know, uh, so where I'm originally from, there's not a lot of like random bodies of water. But like when I was, you know, like driving, like the very, I remember the first time I drove around in Texas, I was like, there's like water everywhere. And I'm like, that's insane to me. You know what I'm saying? So just, I mean- 
there's lakes everywhere and they're beautiful oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. gorgeous like lake you know lake houston lake livingston yeah. like lake Conroe, that's like the lakes that i've gotten to be around so it's pretty cool isn't there a lake down or is this the, this could be the ocean my geography is not all that great i wasn't good geography in school but i'm not judging you, don't worry isn't there like like a body of water near galveston yeah, that's the beach. That's the beach, right? Okay. All right. Yes. Well, let's just squash that now. Okay. So now we know that I didn't do good in geography. <laughs> that's, <all> right. no. <laughs> that's the ocean I love. So where are you originally from? You're from, you're in Texas now. Where are you originally from? I'm originally from the West Coast. So I, I mean, I grew up around like, you know, some like legit beaches. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was going to say, I, I don't get a lot of uh, of a Texas accent in there. I, 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 oh, no, no. Wow. I love it. I love it. That's great. I love, I love Texas. I love being in Texas. So Texas so. is cool. I've always wanted to go. And I think if I go, I may never come back. So I, maybe that's why I don't go, but I, you're going to get lost out here and you're never going to want to leave. So I know, I know. So highly recommend, highly recommend. Yeah. So in terms of music, right? Like, like you, you discover, you, you described yourself as a, te- as a country rock artist, which is a, you know, very common thing in terms of country music subgenres these days. I think it's great for the genre. I think there's a little bit of everything in every subgenre. Um, no matter where you go. And I think that that's really cool. And that's my main pitch to people, especially up here when they say like, I don't like country music. And I go, well, I can find something for you. I promise. And and nine times out of 10, it works out. There's always that one person who just doesn't want to bite the bullet and say they like it. But besides the point, um, but in terms of your music, right? Uh, you know, going to Texas, I'm sure there was so much country music influence, but was that always there for you? Or was it just kind of this thing that you found you know, as you were growing up and as you were, you know, living in Texas and, and being surrounded by those things? Oh, yeah. Growing up, like, my so my dad was, like, a total classic rock dude, and my mom was, like, you know, country girl. So it kind of, like, I got the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, so I got, I got like, introduced to all the, like, the good country music, like, like the more traditional style stuff, the stuff that, like, really, like, formed the genre and really, like, made the industry what it is as far as country music goes. And then, um, you know, I got a little bit of that classic rock flair influence from, like, you know, my dad's um, music taste. So, I mean, that's kind of where I fell in love with 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 country music. And yeah. um, so I started singing it, like, at a really young age, along with everything else. Just But, like, country music, I feel, is, like, the storyteller genre, you know? So... I feel that if I'm going to, I'm going to write a song, I'm going to sing a song, you know, I, I I could see, and that's a lot of the crazy thing. If you think about it is a lot of, you know, um, older rock bands or artists that you listen to from back in the day or whatever, like nowadays, they'd probably be more considered like folk country. If you think about it. Totally. Oh yeah. People say all the time, like the Eagles are, you can, you can argue that you can argue the Eagles in terms of like, what they're playing and lyrically like they're they very much sided with country music in terms of their lyrics and things of that nature um but you're 100 correct and and you know like for me that's the reason why i fell in love with country music you know i i listened to a lot of that stuff too that's what my dad grew like raised me up on and that's that's what was on my radios and and okay. things of that nature and then you know eventually you know push comes to shove and, and you know, the stuff my friends are listening to doesn't do it for me and i find country music and game over right here we are like 10 years uh, you know what I mean? So, so it's, it's just like one of those things. And I, I think you're right in terms of it's the storytelling, the storytelling genre. Um, and you know, there's nothing that describes a country song better than a story. So, um, yeah, I, I totally agree. So where, where were you able to find that blend? Right. Cause like, I feel like you're young, right? You're, you're pretty, you're pretty young. And so where, where are you able to find that blend? Cause I feel like people, they start music at a younger age. They kind of figure out what they like in terms of playing music. And then as they get older, they start blending in what makes them them. Um, 
at what point did you find that? Or do you think that maybe you even haven't even found that yet? And like, you know, there's not that direction for you yet. And you're still trying to play the playing field. Do you know where you are there? Yeah, no. And I think, I think I've found um, my lane, so to speak. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think, you know, it's kind of just a matter of how my voice fits. You know, I, my voice is a little more like, um, you know, raspy, edgier sounding style. And, and I love Which is like, wild, by the way, because you look at you and you're just, that's not the first thing that you would think. And when I heard you for the first time, I was like, holy shit, look at this. There's packs of punch. Thank you. I appreciate the compliment. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's, I mean, and honestly, like everybody's got, you know, their own tone, their different like style of, of singing and whatnot. And um, I think, you know, with the way that my voice fit, I've always just like really dug that, like, you know, like that strong, gritty, empowered female um, style of of singing, like in, in across all genres, whether you're like you're looking at country music and it's, you know, uh, Gretchen Wilson, um, you know, nowadays it's like, you know, the, the Laney Wilsons, um, Miranda Lambert, even like, you know, throwback Miranda Lambert, Gunpowder and Lead, um, yeah, and then sure. across all genres, you know, you got like what Stevie Nicks or, you know, um, Janis Joplin type style. Yeah. See, those are all things. Cause I also said, I, I was just kind of, uh, doing some prep earlier and what I like to do to just kind of, uh, get me in the, uh, in the zone is the day of, I just listen to the entire catalog and I just kind of oh, go cool. from that. Right. And I mean, obviously I listened beforehand, but, or, or prior, but, um, so I was just like listening to some of your stuff today and I was like, wow, this is very Gresham Wilson. Like, like this is very, this, very that. And I think that that's important, but I also think that's really cool that it's, that it's, I'm, I'm hearing multiple sounds into one sound. Cause then that makes you original, right? Like that doesn't like, like I would never listen to you and say, okay, this is X person. Or this sounds like this straight person, which I think is really cool. Cause that shows you have range and you're original. And I think that's awesome. Um, but, um, I love that you brought up old school Miranda. I'm a huge old school Miranda fan. I mean, I, I like Miranda in general, but big time like kerosene gunpowder and lead, um, uh, Little Red Wagon, like all of those original yeah. first couple of records, gold, absolute gold. I love that vibe, that style that, you know, she kind of like had, you know, in her earlier years. Obviously, I love all her stuff now, but yeah. um, that's definitely if I had to pick a favorite, like we like even in, you know, times where I'm like, you know, sing a, sing a song that's not my own. That's definitely the vibe I'm going for. I love Gunpowder and Lead. I love um, even like even her softer stuff that she does that has like some soul in it, like, you know, House yeah. of Built Me and Tin Man. Like, I love all that. It's great. The House of Built Me is like one of them, almost one of the most perfectly written country songs in my eyes. Perfect. Absolutely. That's a great like, song. Like Bluebird, you throw all that stuff in there. It's it's it just blends so well. What are what are some of your songs that you like to listen to when you want to feel inspired? You know, maybe you're sitting in your room and and or or sitting wherever and you're maybe trying to write something or just or just kind of playing around and messing around and and maybe you know it's very often that that people stale out in terms of their music, right? Where they're like, like I, I just don't feel creatively uh, motivated currently. And you know, for me, if if that was me, and whenever I'm kind of just feeling blah, I listen to music anyway. Uh, I'm not musically talented, but I just listen to the music anyway. But for you uh, as an artist, when you are in those ruts, is there anything that you like go to that are your, your go-to albums or your go-to songs or go-to go artists that, you know, kind of just get the juices flowing again? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of really, really great um, songwriters and really talented performers that I think are, you know, kind of breaking in the industry right now. And even as like you look at just, just for country music's sake, like you look at a lot of artists that are like, you know, really blowing up right now and it's honestly they're, they're like genuinely talented i think mm -hmm. a lot of the time um 
it's it's pretty rare to see artists that blow up that are like actually you know like okay like they actually can back that you know what i'm saying like i love as far as like songwriting goes like look at hardy you know what i'm saying like like a lot of his you know early stuff is very like country you know like very like redneck country now like with his latest stuff coming out like being a total crossover like with like country and like even like this full-on like hard hard rock like i'm like i love that you know i love that he's like you know gutsy like that or the fact that he can you know make that work and he can pull that off like i I love that super inspiring um even like you know some of the stuff that laney wilson's doing it's still got like it's like very like down home southern but still got a a good like vibe to it still very strong edge and I, i love the things she's doing as well Sure. I think that those are both incredible choices. You know why? Because I, what I liked is that, is that you chose two people that are very different, very different, but write very similarly, right? Like, like their writing styles are, are, are kind of, you know, yin and yang. And I mean, they write together, so I guess that makes sense, but, but I mean, like their sounds are totally different. Like, like you said, Laney's very down home country. Like you, we have not seen an artist probably in the last five to 10 years that makes music like Laney makes music right now. Um, I think that she's totally in her own lane. You know, I think I, I think we all, whoever's been listening for a very long time, like I think five years ago, I saw this coming. I think most people did. Um, and I think you're hundred percent correct. But what I think is really cool about someone like Laney, which I think really tailors to someone like you really well is that, um, and this is not a negative thing, but I feel like as a genre, uh, country music didn't really have that, that edgy, uh, rootsy, you know, like not so easygoing sound for, for a few years. Like, like you said, you know, we had early Miranda, which was a lot like that. Gretchen Wilson. There's, there's a ton, even like really early Carrie Underwood was like that. Um, but I think now like we're kind of getting in that spot and there's you and there's, there's, there's a handful of others that are kind of also in that, like, you know, like I want to pack a punch. I want to bring something that like really rocks and that something that's like a little bit different from what we've seen in the last 10 years. I think that's amazing. Oh, totally. I love that style. And I think, you know, um, that lane is pretty open for the most part. You know, I, I absolutely love like a gritty, edgy, sure. you know, kind of song because I mean, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of the time, like the guys are killing it, but I definitely think there's very select females that are doing that. So, oh yeah, totally. I'm excited. And I, I, I think it's like the, the traditional side, the very neo-traditional side as well, I think um, is starting to come in too. You know what I mean? Like, I, and, and, and I've said this before and I don't mean this in any negative way at all, but when I started this three years ago, honestly, like there was a handful of, of female country artists mainstream that I could name that I really liked. You know what I mean? I was like, th- like yeah. there was no one. And, and it was like Ash McBride, who I love, obviously Miranda, who I love. Um, and then obviously, you know, I love all the older school stuff. Like I love Reba. I love Dolly. I love like all of those Trisha Yearwood. Like I love all of those older school females, but in the modern day, I, I couldn't find anything that I loved, but obviously at that time, Laney was still like kind of under the radar. So there was a Laney in there. And, and, and as we've got gone forward and progressed, you see it more and more. You got like, you have someone like you, you have Amanda K. Ferris, who's very traditional. You have, I may ask this, who's very traditional. There, there's, there's so many more people coming through the woodworks. It's so cool to see. It is so cool. Yeah, I totally agree. Like there's, there are a lot of really great up and comers like that. I've even had the opportunity to meet or play with. And yeah. um, man, it's, I mean, I'm, I feel uh, lucky and grateful to get to be in like somewhat of a class with these people. It's really cool. Sure. sure. Yeah. I think it's incredible. I love the way the, the, uh, the genre is kind of taking that 
turn and, and welcoming in some of its uh, some of its uh, like its root sounds. And I think that's awesome. And I think it's really good for the genre as a whole and for for country music as a whole. I think it's awesome. Um, so uh, music wise, Texas kind of figured that all out. Now, now you come from the West Coast, you moved to Texas. What was the hardest part about going to Texas? You know, honestly, I think it was the the culture shock, like because, mm. um, you know, being from the West Coast, like, you know, it's cool. Like, and it's a, it's different, you know, it's a different life. You know what I'm saying? And like, Texas is like its own country. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, <laughs> it's, it's insane. Like, and people are super sweet, super nice, like, yeah. and not yeah. even that, but the music industry, like, at least in the area that I'm, that I'm in and the people that I've had the opportunity to meet and play with, like, everybody's so nice like and welcoming and um man I, I mean as much as like I love everywhere that I've gotten to be all over like you know the states and everything like even you know Nashville whatever there is just a, like an, an appreciation for original music and yeah. like music as an art there's like just such a strong like genuine appreciation for it in Texas that um that honestly like surprised me yeah. you know what I'm saying I don't, know, I don't know how to explain it any way other than that like there are so many young up and coming like kids aspiring yeah. to write music. And there's so many like older people that have been doing this for years that are like reaching down and helping the future generations, like of, of just, just in Texas, like there's that all over the U S of course. But right. like, I think Texas was definitely um, just a different, different animal. Like when I yeah. first got introduced to the music scene, at least, you know, I love that because on last week's episode, that was part of our conversation is, is um, you know, he's the guy who's, playing very traditional music and we were talking about um kind of how texas is that is that uh glue between country music and the rest of the world and the rest of the country right because um there is you know i have this these conversations all the time where people are like oh, i'm not really like i don't i don't really dig country music it's not my thing right um and i say like if, if you if you really like dig down into the roots and 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 kind of go off of what you're just hearing every day through the radio like you'll find a lot of really talented folks that that you'll probably really like. I mean, not everything is just your basic songwriters in terms of like beer trucks, love and heartbreak, right? Like there's there's a lot of that. There's a lot of, of those themes, but it goes a lot deeper than that. And you just have to find those people that are grinding every day and that are really focusing on the little things that that really make songs punch. And I think that's really important. And, and we we're talking about how Texas is a driver for that because you do have people that really care, right? Like you can go to play in a bar in Texas and, and someone will probably go and look up your music on streaming services, right? Like you can't say that for everywhere else. Some play, some places might be like, yeah, like play a cover and then you'll say, okay, I'm going to play one original and they might like it, but are they going to go download it? Maybe, maybe not. Probably there's probably a better chance they don't. But in Texas, I feel like that's, it's so much more appreciated that like, Hey, Peyton's playing here on a Saturday night and she's going to do that again in a month and again, in another month. And people are probably going to come all those three times. Right. Which I think is really cool. I think it's really uh, yeah, totally, a totally unique appreciation for live music and original music in Texas, which is like, that was the most shocking, you know, thing. It wasn't a bad thing. It was just definitely like, wow, this is crazy. I loved it. Honestly. Sure. Sure. I listen. I, I think that that's awesome. And I think part of the reason why I love Texas so much and why I don't think I'd come back is that I feel like it's just like a melting pot of all my favorite types of people. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's, it's just music loving people and people that really appreciate it. And, uh, 
you know, I, I think that that's, that that's crazy important. I really do. You'd fit in great. You would fit in <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I, you know, I might need to just, uh, you know, get rid of my uh, New Jersey accent a little bit, but after that, I think I'd be good to go. Honestly, it's not super noticeable and that's just, but that's coming from me. So I wouldn't, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. I, it, it's funny. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't really like, I don't think that there's anything that, that I say that really sticks out. Um, there's a couple of like sayings, like, for example, what would you call a, um, like if you were to get, I don't want to give it away. If you were to get a very large sandwich, what would you call that? Like a sub? Yeah. Okay, good. Like a sub sandwich, right? You know what else I would call that? I would also call that a hero. Yeah. See, I've heard that, but like, I wouldn't call it that. So you're right. Okay. So I said that and, and someone, and like, you know, like I, I went to school in Connecticut and, and, and they call it like grinders out there, which I think is so weird. I'm like, that's an app. That's, that's not a sandwich, but I've never right. even heard that. I've never yeah. heard that in my life. Right. So like a hero is like really, I don't know here. Like people are like, Hey, can I get, can I get like a, whatever on a, on a hero? I'm like a long hero or a full size hero. And it just means you're getting a sub, like a full sub. I don't know. Or like, I've never use it i've seen it like maybe on advertisement for sandwich places but yeah. i've never heard anyone say it in a sentence like that exactly so there you go so like it's like little things like there's no accent here like i don't sound like a new yorker right like i like i don't go like i'm walking here or like coffee like i don't do any of that i was gonna say that was my next question say i'm walking here no see like like i say coffee and i'm walking and normal normal stuff so you can get under the radar i don't think anyone yeah. would no one would know. No one would know. I'm I'm sneaky. Um, so you've gotten the chance to 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 share the stage with some with some pretty cool people, right? Like, you know, you're like I said, you're you're very young and you know, you've been on stage with Chris Jansen, Clay Walker, uh, there's the, the names here, Ian Munsick. Some of these people, a lot of these people actually have been on the show, Warren Ziders. Um, there's there's a ton of names here. Like do you, are you able to at any moment whole you know whether it be talking picking the brain or just watching like do you do you go to these shows when you're when you're doing these opening acts and just look and say oh like this person's doing it this way or this person's doing it that way maybe i should try and tweak this like i'm sure that there's there's a lot of learning experiences that go along with just playing on stage in general um so so do you pull from those veterans per se Oh, absolutely. I would say um, even the most recent one that I could picture in my head is just um, two weeks ago, we opened up for Tracy Bird and um, yeah. it was crazy. I mean, a sold out show and we were just like, you know, we, we were direct support. So it was really cool to, you know, yeah. get to be like right there in the mix with everything. And like the crowd was amazing. All, you know, his fans are like super cool. It was great um, yeah. uh, to get to meet everybody and whatnot. But I think one thing that I really took away from that and I mean, and, and you know, it's not so much of something that I was like, oh, I've never heard of that. But like I know that, you know, going into these shows, especially large shows where you're getting to open for someone like Tracy Bird, you know, yeah. it's it's definitely like an environment where you're like, okay, like, like, we got to be on, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is important. Like, make sure you're on time, like, you know, set start and like, let's go, you know, uh, like, you know, let's do our best kind of thing. It's right. very high intensity, high energy. And of yeah. course, like the kind of music that I play, it's very high energy. Like our show is like, you know, over the top, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, we try to like leave it all out on the stage. I know when I'm out there, I'm playing, I'm singing my heart out. Like I'm leaving on the stage. I'm coming off the stage, like drenched, you know, like As that's, you should, I love it. High energy. Exactly how it should be. But I know that's that. And I know like that kind of hit me in that moment. I got off the stage and I was like, 
I was like running over the merch booth. I was like really cool getting to meet everyone, take pictures and sign autographs. And um, the stage manager pulled me aside and was like, Hey, like Tracy's back here, blah, blah, blah. So I go back there and I just was like, Tracy's about to get on stage. <laughs> he's standing back there and he's just like, he's just chilling, you know? Yeah. And he, he looks like he, like he could just, you know, he was just totally chill. Like he was totally relaxed. Yeah. And, and I got to just, I was talking with him and um, you know, I, sh- I got to shake his hand and meet him. I was like, yo, like, it's like so nice to meet you. Like, thank you for, you know, for this opportunity getting to share the stage. And, um, you know, and, and he was just like, like literally talking so mellow and so chill. He's like, so like, you like touring, you know, like how, how are things going? Like you cutting songs and he's just like talking to me and he's supposed to go on stage in like two minutes. I'm like, you're so chill. And I appreciated like the genuineness to have like a conversation, um, with someone that's like an up and comer or, like just taking the time to have a conversation, like when you literally have a job to do in like yeah. less than like 45 seconds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, I was like, that's, that's what's important. Like, you know, and I know that um, like I, there's lots of times where I've had interactions with, um, you know, bigger names. Like I remember um, I got to meet Parker McCollum. I opened for his brother in Conroe and mm-hmm. um, he walked in and was, you know, watching his brother play and I got to meet him. And so I'm sitting there and I remember something that stuck with me is I it was like, oh, hey, like, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And like, he stood up, he shook my hand and he goes, what's your name? And I was like, you know, I find that so cool. Like as, as large as some of these artists are that they, mm-hmm. they're genuine and caring enough to be like, I care about what your name is. I care mm-hmm. about the fact that you're touring. Are you cutting in, a, in like original music? Like, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel that's the main thing is being caring and genuine when you're having conversations with people, whether it's your, your openers or, or, you know, fans that you're meeting at shows or, you know, fellow musicians or people in the industry. Yeah. That's something I've always learned from, you know, these bigger people I've gotten to play with. Totally. So you're, you're 20, right? Uh, 21. 21. Okay. 21. So what I think is really cool is that you're, that you're 21 years old, right? And you've been able to have these conversations with people that are very respected and they respect you back, right? Like they're not talking to you like you're new or like they've or like they're here, right? Like you're they're talking to you like you're on a similar level and, and they want to offer you that advice. And what I think is really cool about country music in general, and I can even flip that to make that like I've had a lot of people give me chances that did not have to give me chances, right? They they didn't, they really didn't. And you know, they sat down, and they let me pick their brain, they let me talk to them, they let us have a good conversation and I don't know if any, if in any other genre, if it's like that. And I've heard other people say that I'm not like, I, I, I don't just for people listening, I'm not just making this up. Like it is a very universally respected thing that country music is, is, you know, like I'm sure that there are people that big league other people, but you know, it is very universally respected that, you know, at one point Tracy Berry was doing the same damn thing. Peyton Howie was right. Like at one point everyone was in the same spot. So why not? recognize the new talent and say like oh one day like this kid's gonna be huge right like why not recognize those things and uh, on the contrary when going back to tracy bird i was listening to a podcast recently uh, i don't often listen to podcasts because i just don't have enough time which is odd because here we are but um i was listening to one with tracy bird and it was with tracy bird and tracy lawrence and um like tracy lawrence does his like roadshow thing which is super cool he does like out of his bus and he asked Tracy Bird if like he's doing a lot of touring, a lot of working these days. And he was like, no, man, like I play a lot of golf. Occasionally I go and I do a show, but I typically stay in Texas. I pay my dues. Like I, 
I just kind of do what I want, which I find incredible. He was so mellow to just like stand there and just like soft spoke to you. And he's like, okay, all right, I guess time to go work now. Like, let's go sing. Know, the team the stars. Trip, man. It was yeah. crazy. Isn't that awesome though? Like there's, there's, you got to have moments sometimes when you're talking to people like that, where you're like, Oh, pinch me. Literally. And it's like, and I remember there was another time I, uh, we opened up for Aaron Watson cool. and we're sitting in the green room. And first of all, Aaron is definitely one of the most genuine, like heartfelt, like caring, uh, bigger names that I've gotten to play with in Texas. Yeah. And he was sitting in the green room and we were at a festival. And so me and like, you know, my guys, we had just played, so we're sitting back there, like, you know, eating Texas roadhouse bread rolls. And like, that is so <laughs> typical. Why would you eat Texas roadhouse in Texas? I'm sure there's so many other places you could eat. <laughs> It was the most Texas thing of my life. We're sitting yeah. there <laughs> with Texas Roadhouse rolls with Aaron Watson. And good, he's though. sitting there was um, a young, a young boy that they had brought in to meet Aaron Watson before the show. And he had some disabilities and he was a super cute kid. And Aaron Watson's sitting there with a with a paper plate feeding this kid grapes individually. Wow. And I was like, that is the cutest thing I had ever seen in my entire life. Like it was just. And he's just sitting there like taking his time, like not like he has to go play for like, you know, three, four thousand people. I'm like, like, that's just so cool. I love artists that are able to push this aside and focus on the thing that matters, which is, you know, your interactions with other musicians or or people in the industry. And and the most importantly, like your fans or the people that are there to see you. And like, that is so cool. I definitely have learned a lot from getting to play with people like that. Yeah. I listen, I think that's incredible. I, I think it just goes to show you like how great the genre is. Like I said, like I'm sure there's some eggs that don't agree and that, you know, may you may not always have the best experience with, but you know, relatively, just personally, like I've always had great experiences with everyone, right? No matter how big nor how small. And I think that's really telling on just I don't know. I feel like everyone's really appreciative of the songs. And I'm sure you are too, right? Like you wake up every day and you probably say, Wow it's pretty incredible that I get to do this, like that I, that, that I get to go out on the weekends and, and play these big stages and have just a blast. Like, you know, at 21 years old, like there are not most 21 year olds on, you know, Saturday night are not doing what you're doing. And you know what I mean? I mean, they might be having fun, but they're not doing what you're doing. So um, I don't know. I think that's cool perspective wise to see and, and, and just to kind of look at where you are in terms of your career and your music and all that. Kind well, of thank stuff. you. I'm really, I'm really grateful, honestly. Like I know, especially moments where I'm getting to, you know, learn from artists that I've played with, or even getting to play like, you know, packed shows and stuff like that. It's like, like, man, I just feel so like grateful and lucky that this is the life that I get to live. You know, it could write something down and record it on a voice memo, and then a couple months later, it's like, you know, being played on a stage and people are singing it back. It's like it's a really cool experience. Very, and I, I, I enjoy it. It's, that's amazing. I love that, that you think so highly of it as you should and think it's incredible. Okay. So music. So I want to close it out. I want to talk about your original music here. We're going to talk all about this new song as much as you can share. Uh, but 2022 was a busy year for you. Put out an EP, hit over a million streams. That's pretty awesome, right? Like that's, that's pretty freaking crazy. And you put out a couple of songs, Jill and Jesus, uh, keep her breathing and uh, then this year, uh, obviously, you put out Crazy About Her, which was your first single of the year. Um, personally, um, Jill and Jesus really, I, I had like a weird experience listening to it because I was like, whoa, this is like heavy. This is some heavy stuff. And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, and going through just all your music in general, um, 
for some reason that one really stuck out to me. I thought I thought it was a very unique song and and you know just you know some some of the lyrics I thought were incredible. But um, nonetheless, 2022 was a busy year. 2023 is it going to be just as busy? It's going to be definitely definitely busy. I have some new music coming. I'm, I'm like I think the um, this next song that I'm releasing and the one that I know is going to follow. Um, I will say I'm probably more excited about these next cool. few songs than I've ever been about releasing a song before. I definitely feel like, um, especially being a young artist, um, it, it, no matter what you do, like, you know, you're going to start at whatever age you start at when you're recording music, you know, whenever yeah. you record for a song and, and then like, you're going to progress, you know? And I feel like the more that I've been in the studio and, um, learned from, producers and like you know, studio musicians and, and kind of found more of my sound even playing these songs live like a million times before I even get in studio it's um you like kind of grow into your sound and I feel like these next two songs that I'm planning to release this year are more my sound than anything ever has like obviously yes I still feel like the songs that I've released are my sound and are my vibe and definitely are a part of you know who I am as an artist but I feel like these next two are very very much me more than anything else ever has been i'm like just beyond excited about it so i love it do you feel like you're um you're one-upping yourself and i mean that in a very positive way do you feel like you're, you're, you're I mean, yeah and i and i and i hope that that's what i'm doing you know i like every time i get in the studio i want this song that i cut to either be you know better than or i want to push myself harder vocally you know more than i have in in the last song you know what i'm saying and obviously every song is different you know jail and jesus vibes is going to be very different than you know crazy about her vibes you know yeah. so I mean, and I love both of those songs, you know, equally, but I definitely think that, um, like I said, I think these next two songs that I'm planning to release, I've, I think I've pushed myself more and been more comfortable in my own skin as an artist with these next two songs. I'm just beyond excited about it. That's incredible. I love that. And, and I, I had this whole conversation on, on last week's episode about, um, pushing yourself and how important that is as, as young artists and, and just going forward, right? Like, I, I used this last week. I'm going to use it again. And and for anyone who's listening, uh, I don't want to hear it. But um, my favorite quote is from Matthew McConaughey. And it's when someone asked him once who his hero was. And, and he went ahead and told him that uh, it's him in five years. And then in five years, that person went back to him. And he goes, ah, that's me in another five years. And um, he said, well, that's kind of conceited. And he goes, well, the way I look at it is if I never reach that five-year me, then I'm always striving for something bigger and better. And I'm always going to continue moving and continue growing and continue succeeding. And I honestly think that's the best way to live life. Uh, as conceited as that sounds, you always want to be better than your five yourself down the line. Down the line. And I think that's yeah. so important, right? Um, right. So I think it's pretty cool. But I'm stoked to hear this new music. I'm stoked to hear just everything you got going on, everything you will have uh, in the future. I, I think you're badass. Um, a certified badass. And I think that, you know, whatever you got coming uh, down the pipe here in June and and, and the next coming months or so um, is going to be fantastic. So um, I'm looking forward to hearing it. And uh, thank you for coming to hang out with me. I think you're sick. And uh, I'm really stoked for everything you got going on. Hey, likewise. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you having me on here and taking the time to talk about everything. It was awesome. Of course. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Everybody, you can uh, go stream Payton's music wherever you listen to music. Apple Music, Spotify, uh, you know, all that good stuff. Go share with your friends. Um, go say, hey, I got this new artist that you may not know or you may know. And and that's just the best way to, uh, you know, get that out there and, and, and 
you know, share new artists and new songs and new friends with people and um, go follow her on Instagram too, at Peyton Howie Music. Uh, it's P-A-Y-T-O-N-H-O-W-I-E Music. I can spell that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and you can go, uh, you know, follow her there and, and look at music announcements and show announcements and all that good stuff and and reels and and all that jazz and, and you know, go follow her over there. Uh, everybody, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Member Country Music Podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars if you love the episode and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, wherever you listen to pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, it's there. Go share it with your friends, your neighbors, your cat, your dog, your grandparents. I don't care. Just go share it with everyone you know. Uh, and thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm Kyle. That's Payne Howie. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Yeah.